0: Hello, this is Danielle Savory, and you are listening to It's My Pleasure, episode number 186. In order for a woman to fully step into her power, it is essential to incorporate her pleasure, sexual, and beyond. In this podcast, I will teach you how to use your mind, tap into your body, and take action to creating the most orgasmic life. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, I'm back at you with another mini episode. As I might've mentioned before, if you heard one of the earlier podcasts, these mini episodes are your chance to have some quick actionable tips or a quick food for thought so that you don't have to spend a lot of time and you can just digest something really quickly. Maybe when it's running to the grocery store or on a workout or something like that. I just wanna give you these small bite-sized bits of information for you to wrap your head around, absorb and put into action action. Today we are going to talk about six ways to increase intimacy. Now, relationship intimacy has a lot of different definitions. There's a lot of different ways that we can approach this. Mostly what we've been talking about on this podcast has been really about, you know, allowing yourself to not only pursue pleasure, but to experience more pleasure. And of course, we will talk about connecting with our own body, experiencing more pleasure throughout our day, but we also want to talk about how do we experience that with our partner. And for so many of us, intimacy is a really big deal. It's not just like go and you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, but it's how do I develop this emotional connection with the person that I'm also experiencing physical pleasure with. And And when we experience more emotional intimacy, For many women specifically, they feel that deeper connection, which allows them to feel safe and to open up to more pleasure. One of the main factors in our bodies and our nervous systems to be able to actually experience pleasure is to feel safe. Now, safety doesn't sound like a very fun word. It's not very exciting, nor does it sound very exciting to even pursue. But safety is that like, ah. It's like that coming home. It's like the refuge that you find within yourself and within your nervous system that allows you to take the next step, that allows you to move forward and get it on with your partner. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, like, I've been with this person for, you know, 20 years, I don't really need to feel safe. I'm safe with them. This is where I want to correct something here, okay? Safety is an experience that your nervous system is having. It is not something that you are cognitively thinking, meaning it isn't part of your conscious awareness. It's not a thought that's like, I'm safe, I'm in danger. It's something that you're experiencing in the body. And a lot of times, even in long-term partnerships, we don't always feel at ease and safe and calm in our body. But when we create more of that emotional intimacy, then our person can become a refuge. Our person can become a place that we can land where we can truly feel more safe. So intimacy is a really important part of you being able to open up to more pleasure. Not only that, it just keeps the relationship alive. I've been with my guy now. We've been married for over 15 years. We've been together over 20 years, and I love finding new ways that I can connect with him intimately, not meaning physically, but just on this intimate level where I fall deeper in love with him, where I still actually enjoy him, enjoy hanging out with him, because then it makes it so much easier to actually get naked together. So here are your six tips. Number one, schedule sexy time. I'm going to say it over and over again until the cows come home, until you're so sick of hearing it. Just put it on the calendar, put it on the calendar in a fun way, talk about it. You can even decide the morning of and go and look at your partner and be like, hey, want to get on tonight? That's still scheduling it. But when you schedule it, not only is it going to help you have something to look forward to, just like you did in the beginning days, getting on with, you know, having a date, but you can prepare yourself in mind and body. We all have very busy schedules. We all have lots of things going on. And us being in a dual Entrepreneurship House There is a million things flying in every single direction, but not only that, when you are an entrepreneur, when you own your own business, or when you have a high demand job, your brain is naturally going to be thinking about problem solving things in your business or in your job. And we want to be able to plan to put that aside. When you schedule sexy time, it gives you the space to do that. When you know it's coming, your brain and your body isn't going to naturally be in a reactive state when you go to then start kissing, start making out, start snogging, whatever you do to start getting in the mood. We want to have your mind on board with pleasure. We want to have your mind on board with thinking of your partner as a lover. So scheduling it helps you do that, okay? Number two, have life outside of each other. Have life... (laughs) Outside of each other. This is so important. When you have been with somebody for a really long time, and the downfall that I see with so many couples is when they literally don't have anything that's just theirs. Now, I'm not saying like just a career even. I'm talking about individual interest. Have something that lights you up. Maybe it's a book club. Maybe it's like a hiking club. Maybe it's, you know, for me, I really get into my, Creative things like my creative fiber arts, as I like to call them, whether it's knitting or quilting or sewing or cross-stitching. I know those all sound like granny things, but I really love them, so please don't judge. But have your thing. Have your thing where you're talking to your friends about it, or you're talking online with people that also enjoy the same thing. Not only do you allow yourself to establish yourself as an individual, but it brings a separation to the relationship, which was what we need a lot of times when we're in monogamous relationships. They it can be so like everything we do together whether it's raising the children or cleaning the house or doing all of these things when you do not have individual interest it can make conversation really boring so allow yourself to be an individual first have your interests have your hobbies have your friend circles outside of your partnership so that you can bring together and have interesting, fascinating conversations because of your individual qualities. Number three, you want to have shared interests. So I just went on a whole tangent about how important it is to be an individual in your relationship, but it's also important to have something that you share together. And I don't mean the kids. So if you have kids, this is not what I'm talking about. We're not just sitting around talking about, you know, little Susie's soccer schedule or something like that. Have something that you are creatively thinking about together. So for my husband and I, we really enjoy doing projects, whether it's like an outside yard project or we have like renovated an entire house together. We renovate like little rooms and different things inside of our house. Um, We've planned trips and travel together. But having something in the future that you're thinking about that you're planning together, that you're creatively talking through together, that you're problem solving with together can also bring you closer. And so this is a wonderful way, again, for you to have a conversation with one another to remind yourself that you really like this person, you like doing this thing with them. Some people just like to do things like game nights or puzzle nights or painting, or maybe you want to go to a dance class. There's so many ways to look at this, but find something that you can do together that's outside of the normal routine, that's outside of your, you know, your family life and your daily life at home, but that's just for you too. Okay, number four, more intimate daily touching. I've talked so many times on this podcast about giving your partner a really long or open mouth kiss, but there's a lot of different ways that you can have intimate touch. And what I mean by intimate touch is just touch that you likely wouldn't give anybody else. Now, A little caveat on this, if you're listening to this and it's like, oh my gosh, that means I can totally like, you know, do a drive by ass grab or like slap my partner, maybe, maybe that's what it means. But we really want to make sure that the intimate touch that you're choosing feels good to the other person, that they're not caught off by surprise. I don't recommend, even if the person actually does like their ass getting slapped or likes being touched or getting kissed open mouth, they probably don't like it when they're overstimulated. They probably don't like it when they're trying to bring to you a problem that they're having at work. They probably don't like this kind of intimate touch when they're hangry. (laughs) Just As a side note, that's something that my husband has learned the hard way, okay? So make sure that your intimate touch is at a place where it can be more consensual. It can be uh, something that you enjoy together. It is something that is welcomed. And in order for that to happen, you might have to have some sort of a bridge, right? Have some sort of a bridge to allow your partner to calm down a little bit. So it might just be a really long hug that allows their nervous system to find some ease. It might be a gesture with just like a hand on their shoulder or on their back or a kiss on the forehead that's like, ah, oh, baby girl, I'm here for you. I love you, right? So intimate touch, having multiple times of intimate physical touch, throughout the day is going to remind you like, hey, we're here together. We're in this together. Like I see you. I love you. I got you. Let's keep going. Okay. Number five, show appreciation for your partner. Okay. This is another thing that's really, really important and something that we overlook. I personally forget this one all the time. And it's been one of the things that's been on something that I've been consistently working on for the last few months. And One of the things that I have noticed with working on just showing appreciation for my partner more is for just the little things that he does, that he consistently does. You know, sometimes we take on these roles in our relationship and in our partnership, like, oh, always taking out the recycling, or I'm always the one that uh, I'm blanking on what I do. <laughs> I do stuff, right? Like I'm always somebody that um, follows up, you know, with the school emails for the kids or something like that, right? So we might have at one point adopted these particular tasks or behaviors or things that we do in our relationship that don't often get appreciated. And so just finding the little things that your partner consistently does that you can just be like, Hey, thanks. Like, thanks for making the bed every day. Like I really truly appreciate it. It completely impacts the way that my day starts by coming into the bedroom in the morning and seeing the bed made. Like, thank you. And be sincere with the thing that you're talking about. Be sincere with your appreciation. The other way that might help you to find some very sincere appreciation is think about like, if you were to write a dating profile or if you were to even think to your past self before you got into this relationship, what are some things that you always wanted that you have. We get so used to paying attention to the things our partner isn't doing or how we aren't enough or how they aren't enough or the things that they're doing wrong that we forget to see that there's actually so many things that they're doing or the way that they're showing up, which is ways that we've always wanted. For instance, for me, one of the things that I love to think about is just like how much I appreciate my husband's sense of humor. Like he makes me laugh a lot. And I always wanted to be with somebody that made me laugh. And he does. And just like sending little messages, like, thanks for making me laugh. Thanks for keeping our family fun. Thanks for making things not so serious because sometimes I tend to be a little bit of a drama queen or a little bit serious, and I really appreciate your sense of humor. So think about the things that you've always wanted in a relationship or wanted in a partner that you also have that maybe you just haven't you know, brought mention to or brought some show of appreciation to. And then finally, number six have uncomfortable conversations. <laughs> now, you might not know what I mean by this, but I think that it's so important that we consistently have conversations with our partners that take us out of our comfort zone. Now, this doesn't mean that you're not going to create safety in your nervous system like things that we've talked about, that you're not going to regulate yourself, that you're not going to create, you know, safe boundaries in order for you to have these conversations, but in general, that you might label uncomfortable maybe it's sharing your opinion about something that you think that they might not share the same opinion on maybe it's expressing something that made you feel a particular way and you're afraid to share it because you're afraid that you know it might make them upset or they might gaslight you or they might you know not understand the point of view that you're coming from i would encourage you to have these Conversations that make you uncomfortable because when you do so, you're putting yourself in a place of vulnerability. And vulnerability really is at the seat of intimacy. There's this quote by Brene Brown, and she says, Vulnerability is about showing up and being seen. And it's tough to do that when we're terrified about what people might see or think. And even though you might be in a long term Relationship, that doesn't mean that there isn't, you know, this inhibition that happens. Oftentimes, we even have more inhibition that happens in these intimate relationships not because we're doing it intentionally, but because it's just become habit. Like I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to make them upset. I don't want, you know, I'm afraid if I share this with them of what they might think or how they might see me. And I just don't want to go down that road. Like it's, you know, it's not worth it, but When you have uncomfortable conversations, you are giving yourself and your partner an opportunity to create deeper connection and deeper intimacy. We don't want to be in superficial relationships in here, right? We don't want to just be having the mask on. And so much about becoming turned on and a turned on woman and opening yourself up to more pleasure and reclaiming your sexuality is to become authentic, to really be who you are, to be bold in your desires, to be bold in your likes and your dislikes, to ask for what you want or for what you don't want. And part of that is being willing to get uncomfortable with what you bring to the table, be willing to bring something up that you've been thinking about, but you've been too afraid to. So, those are my six tips for you. Just as a recap, schedule your sexy time, have individual interests, have shared interests or projects. Number four, more intimate daily touching. Number five, show appreciation for your partner. And number six, have uncomfortable conversations. I promise all of these things are gonna help you create more emotional safety, deeper connection, and more relationship intimacy that will in turn lead to safety, more pleasure, and more orgasmic experiences. As always, it's been my absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed this episode, I ask if maybe you could just share it with one friend that might also enjoy it, or even share it with your partner. Use this episode as a conversation starter about how you might all be able to enjoy more intimate connection in your relationship that of course is going to lead to also more intimate physicality and pleasure. Have a wonderful week. Can't wait to talk with you next week.